I am your host. My name is Denzel. Man, thank you guys so much for just tuning in, subscribing, liking, sharing, all that good stuff, man. 10 episodes, 10 weeks. Can you believe it? 10 episodes, 10 weeks. It feels like yesterday when I released the episode one with the Fat Joe intro, man, and I mean, 10 is obviously not a lot. It's not like, you know, like a hundred or a thousand, but it's it's something. It's something. And and I'm so happy and, and um, I'm elated and all those good adjectives just to be here 10 straight weeks. Um, you guys listen. You guys continue to interact with me and and uh, help keep this thing going, man. I, I really appreciate all the love and the support. And I, I want to have 10 more and 10 more and 10 more and 10 more and 10 more. So uh, <laughs> I'm really just thankful um, for all this love, all the support I've gotten, I've received. And I just look forward to producing more and more and more episodes. And so with all that being said, we're going to have a great, great, great pod today. I'm in a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic mood. Let's go. Today's intro was Lemon by N-E-R-D featuring Rihanna off the album No One Ever Really Dies. If you guys want to download or stream or however you consume music. And man, I love Rihanna. Like who doesn't love Rihanna? Everybody loves Rihanna, and why not? Rihanna is literally like one of those people who do everything well. Like, there's not one thing that Rihanna does not do well that she tries to do. She got the singing on lock. She got obviously can rap. You heard the intro. She got the makeup on lock with that Fenty Beauty. She got the fashion game on lock. She she be in some movies every now and then. She can get any nigga on this planet that she wants. She literally just does everything well. Like, she's just like one of those aliens who came down from outer space via uh, Barbados and just does every single thing well. So, uh, shout out to Rihanna. We look forward to whatever else that you do in the future. So, now we're going to do my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the pod, Bronx Facts. 
for, guys, for you guys who don't know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is once the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, the borough that I love, um, that people may not know, or that people just have no idea of, um, just overall to show you guys how the Bronx contributes to society, how much history and how much um, lore and how much um, the Bronx has contributed to overall society. So your Bronx fact for today is the Mott Haven section of the Bronx was established by Jordan Lawrence Mott, an American inventor and industrialist. The area was established to house the workers of his company, J.L. Mott Ironworks. Also, the Chase Bank that now resides at 3rd Avenue and East 137th Street in Mount Haven was originally the North Side Board of Trade building. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 10. So now it's time to uh, give you the guys the latest and what's going on with the most prevalent, the most present, the most important um the most relevant topic going on in the world not just the united states the corona virus no! No! and to be honest guys i really really hate this part that's why i always do it in the beginning um i understand the severity and the seriousness of the coronavirus pandemic and i never want to come up under here and try to downplay or um just devalue the level of importance that it has and that it will continue to have for the foreseeable future it's just that i in my mind don't want to depress you guys or to get your mood down and 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 things like that because you know, watching the news or looking at the development is is depressing. You know, you don't know. There's so much uncertainty. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know what these leaders or these people in charge are going to do. So me coming on here and talking for 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes about the coronavirus is like in my brain, like it just one, it makes me sad to talk about. And I know it probably is not thing that you guys really want to hear like you know if you for all that you could just watch the news what's the point of clicking on this pod if i'm just going to tell you that everything that cnn is going to tell you so um but i i understand the the severity of it and i do want to give you guys the latest in it but i really have no interest in spending a whole bunch of time on it so i'm going to give you guys the latest on it and then i'm off it um so here we go Uh, The latest developments are more than 16 million Americans lost their jobs in the past three weeks. You see how depressing that is? And there is a growing consensus among economists that the government's efforts were too small and came too late to prevent businesses from abandoning workers. The Federal Reserve said on Thursday that it could pump $2.3 trillion into the economy using measures that go far and beyond the anything that the central bank attempted during the 2008 financial crisis. It is as if, quote, the economy has a whole, I'm sorry, the economy as a whole has fallen into some sudden black hole, said Kathy Boston Janshik, I hope I pronounced that correctly, the chief U.S. financial economist at Oxford Economics. The United States economy has doubled in size over the past four decades, but broad measures of economic health conceal an unequal distribution of gains. I want to bring that up later on in the pod. 
Um, the number of new patients hospitalized with the virus in New York State is shrinking, but the death toll on Thursday was near 800 for a second day, bringing the total number of fatalities to more than 7,000. And this is kind of like a left field story, but it is all correlated. The number of performers and viewers of sexually explicit live broadcasts has increased during the U.S. shutdown. Shout out to the people on OnlyFans getting to the bag. <laughs> Shout out to the OnlyFans army getting the bag. If you don't know what army OnlyFans is, go on Google and find it out. Um, but yes, that's the latest going on um, in the in the Corona um, going on. I believe there was a the prime minister of of the U.K or britain or whatever they call themselves boris johnson i believe contracted the virus and he was really he was going through it um trump uh said that he was like he didn't want to he didn't want to uh, continue to keep briefing us on it and he wanted to limit his appearances and you know it's just a whole bunch of shit going on with it man and um, again, I just want to urge you guys to please stay safe, protect it, protect your family, loved ones and friends. Um, please follow all the CDC guidelines as to keep yourself, family and friends safe. Um, please uh, practice the self-quarantine, social distancing guidelines if you can. Um, and don't be afraid to offer a helping hand to someone who may need it, like a neighbor. And um, we will get through this together because we always, always do. And that's it. That's all Corona I want to do, man. I, I really hate, you know, that uh, that this is like becoming the only thing that's out there. Like and not that it's not important. Again, I want to stress that I did. I recognize the importance and it is very, very important. It's just that it's such a depressing thing. It's like, you know, I, I don't want people who actually take the time and listen to this to hear 20 minutes of me depressing you like that is not what I want to do that's not what my goal is when I write and I figure out each show like it's not to depress it's to uplift it's to entertain it's to help help people to smile out there or inspire or whatever like it's not to depress definitely not to so I try to do as little corona as possible and we off that corona stuff now but still shout out to the OnlyFans army get into the bag i see y'all out here the only fans army ain't fucking around and they get into it so <laughs> shout out to y'all man shout out to the only fans army you guys can follow me and hit me up on twitter and instagram at rogers neighborhood instagram is r-o-d-g-e-r-s neighborhood n-e-i-g-h-b-o-r-h O O D Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood R O D G E R S Neighborhood N G H B R H D No vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter and I'm saying it and repeating it for the million and one time because I ask you guys every week um, to send in questions, comments, or whatever you have uh, just for feedback and for just general engagement with you guys because I, I this show is not all about me it's about y'all. And you guys never fail me. You haven't failed me in the, the 10 weeks that I have been doing this pod. And I truly, truly appreciate it. And um, now we're going to answer some of the questions that I have received. The first one says, <clears throat> why don't you play more newer hip hop artists for your intros and for your outros? Well, that's a short answer and it's a long answer. 
The short answer is that they whack. The newer guard of artists are just whack to me. To me. The long answer is they really just don't make the hip hop that I like. Like what I really like is elite lyricism, elite storytelling, hearing about your experiences, hearing about your life, elite similes, metaphors, wordplay, things like that. And the newer artists, in my opinion, just talk about the bullshit, like no substance, just riding the wave. I don't believe that they're real creators and what they make won't last. And it usually doesn't last. Like, for example, um, artists like let me think uh, artists like Blueface. Right. Everyone knows who Blueface is. Um He's uh he got Tatiana. We all know Tatiana. I like Tatiana when it came out, but when you think about Blueface, he will not be around in 2025. Like that's just that's just a fact because he doesn't make things that he doesn't make music that will last, right? So Tatiana is his big hit, the the song, the dance, right? But he doesn't make music that you're gonna say in 2025 man i remember when i was doing this that and the third and that blue face was on like he just he won't last he'll fade away right if you think about an artist like let me think of somebody kind of recent oh you know who's great remember rich the kid rich the kid uh was uh he had plug walk and he had new freezer with kendrick lamar right and that was 2017 i think 2017 or 2018 where's rich the kid now Right. Let's just say Plug Walk New Freezer came out in 2017. It's 2020. Where is he now? Right. So these newer artists, in my opinion, make timely music and not timeless music. Right. There's a reason why you can still listen to Reasonable Doubt now that came out in 1996 and be like, damn, this shit is still hard. These newer artists really are just riding the wave and making what's popping right now and it makes them a whole lot of money and I ain't hating, but it's just like the the shit that they make is just for the moment and it won't last and it won't become things that are just staples. Like you won't be at your cookout. Well, you might be actually in 2050 and like put on Tatiana. You probably will, but like no other music that he will make will make you feel that way. Right? So would I rather listen to Jadakiss, Missy Elliott, Nas, Hove, Tupac, Big Pun, Kendrick, or Lil Yachty, Lil Pump, Blueface, Lil Mosey, Lil TJ? Like, who are these names? Like, it's just, it's just not my cup of tea. And I'm not hating. I I don't want to come up in here and sound like I'm this, you know, uh, grumpy, all these get off my lawn type guy. I'm not. It's just what the stuff that I really, really like is more in the lyric driven simile, metaphor, wordplay, uh, elite storytelling lane. And again, I'm not hating on them. I'm not hating. I ain't mad at no young person out here getting that money, get to the bag. But it's just, it's really not, it's really not my type of shit. Like I don't really need to hear about your bust downs and 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 your gold teeth and all that shit like i i don't i don't really care for it i don't really care to hear it um the next one says <laughs> what do you think of tiger king i'm gonna be honest with you guys and i know this is like the biggest shit out right now i have not watched tiger king 
And I probably won't watch Tiger King because it just I'm not interested in it. This dude from the South who has a bunch of tigers. It's basically just is Tiger King is just white privilege. That's <laughs> that's all it is. Tiger King is just white privilege. Only a white man can get what is it 1500 1600 tigers and keep them in his fucking backyard and no one asks no questions and the only way he get god is people hating on him like who want to get the money or whatever the fucking story is like i i'm cool on that i don't need to watch tiger king more power to him i know he's like in jail or something free to homie joe joe exotic free to homie joe exotic but tiger king i don't really give a fuck about and it's basically just white privilege so <laughs> enough of that um the next one says which episode of your first 10 do you feel is your best um the way i look at it is let me think the way i look at it is uh the next no the best episode of my first 10 is the next one and what i mean by that is i think that each show I get better or the goal of each show is to get better. So when I finish recording an episode, when I finish editing it and chopping it up and all that, I'm off it. Like I listen back to it, of course, just to as I'm editing to hear how I sound and make sure I'm coherent and everything. Make sure my music is right and the clips, the sound clips are timed correctly. But after it's all chopped up and I get it to the point where I'm ready to release it, I'm off it. Like, I'm literally off it. My mind is on to the next one. So I really don't even, maybe it's just because I'm in go mode. I really don't even keep track of my old episodes, like in terms of like listening back to them over and over again. Because as soon as I release it, I'm off it and I'm on to the next one. So I just feel like my favorite episodes are the ones that are to come that the ones I haven't even recorded yet. And, um, but I, you know what I will do? I'll tell you my work my, the one I think is the worst. I think the worst episode of mine is episode number six, episode number six, where it's all Corona. I hated it. Oh my God. I listen. I listened back to that shit. I fucking hated that one. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it because it's just me on this mono ass tone. No voice inflections, no energy, just blind the fucking news and all this depressing ass shit. I really did not like that one. And then from six, I made it my point to not spend all the time on the Corona because I listened to the shit and I said to myself, who is going to want to listen to this? This fucking boring ass, depressing ass Corona uh, fucking pod. Like, who's going to want to hear this shit? I wouldn't. So that from there, I was just like, no, I will not dedicate large portions of this show to coronavirus because it's just so fucking depressing. It's just so depressing. And I don't want that i don't want that for y'all like the news you could get depressed just by turning the news on i don't want you guys to actually maybe find this pod for the first time and you hear it and it's just corona 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 beating you over the head with that shit so i really really hated episode six but episode six was needed for me to adjust and you know to 
to uh, adapt and figure more shit out. So I hope that answers your question. And the last one says, what would you say is the most important thing in starting any new venture? Um, It's a few things. I can't necessarily narrow it down to one. I can give you my top four things that you need. Um, the the four the four most important things in my opinion that is needed to start any new venture is hard work, passion, attention to detail, and research. With those four, you could go anywhere that you want. Literally, when you work hard, you're passionate about what you're working hard about. You're paying attention to the details that you're working hard on, and you're passionate about and your research. You could do anything. Literally, you can do anything. You can accomplish anything. You can get to heights that you never thought you could get to if you just work hard, you're passionate about what you're working hard on, you're paying attention to details, and you're doing research. That's that's the key. That, those are the keys to the car. Um, and thank you again, guys, for the questions. 10 weeks, 10 episodes, and you guys send in the questions. I really, truly appreciate the questions. Please, if you feel so inclined, do not be afraid. Social media is the best place to get in contact with me. Hit me up. I will respond to your question. If I can't do it on the show, I will make sure to do it within the message so I, so you guys do not feel like I'm ignoring you or anything like that. I really, truly appreciate the questions. And please, if you feel so inclined, continue to send in those questions. So one of the uh, biggest news stories that I want to cover that uh, came out of last week was Bernie Sanders ending his campaign. And before I even get into the Bernie Sanders ending his campaign, I want to read you guys a quote. It says, those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. And it's attributed to Edmund Burke. That quote is very, very important. And I just want to give you that in the beginning, and then I, I'm going to go from there. Those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. Bernie Sanders, of course, is the independent senator from Vermont who's been serving uh, since 1981. He is a self-described democratic socialist uh, philosophy, according to him, that means an economy that works for all, not just the very wealthy. Uh, it involves reforming the political system which Sanders says is grossly unfair and in many respects corrupt. And it recognizes health care and education as rights. He explained that democratic socialism is not tied to the abolition of capitalism, but rather a program of extensive social benefits funded by broad based taxing. Now, that's just his philosophy. Um, I first got introduced to Bernie Sanders in 2016 uh, when he came out of he rose through the ranks and became uh, 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 known for his candidacy. And in it, he was speaking about a lot of social things in terms of education, health care, uh, the how the income disparity or the wealth disparity is beyond gross in his opinion, how certain people have so much wealth, leaving little scraps for everyone else. And ways that he thought that um, he could help bring the numbers sort of even, right? And, you know, uh, I made sure I, I paid attention to a lot of things that he was saying. I made sure that I listened to intently to a lot of things he says. And I looked at his track record and things that he had done in his past. Because it's easy to just come on and 
get the pulse of the youth. Okay, the youth believe in healthcare, they believe in rights, they believe in income uh, equality. Let me just ride that wave. And if that was his lane, like if he was just saying those things and he didn't really believe them, but he was trying to get elected, I don't fuck with you. But in my research, I'd, I see that that has been his basically his stance since he got into politics. So in my opinion, this is only my opinion. It really I really liked him. Like I thought that he was someone who. Um, had his heart in the right place and he was uh, very motivated very passionate and very dedicated to this cause Um, so you know he had my support Um, in 2016 it, it boiled down to Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Sanders for the Democratic primary or the Democratic nomination uh, to run for president uh, against Donald Trump and uh, a lot of things happened within that uh, within that time, within that time where it was the Democratic uh, primary nomination. On July 22nd of 2016, a leak via WikiLeaks published a DNC, which is the Democratic National Committee, email leak where the committee conspired against Bernie Sanders and tried to find ways to advance Hillary Clinton, which led to the chair of the DNC. Debbie Wasserman Schultz resigning. So there was a conspiracy or a uh, um, behind the scenes meeting uh, from the people who run the Democratic National Committee to get Hillary Clinton above Bernie Sanders to run for president. Because and honestly, I thought at the time anyone could beat Donald Trump, honestly, like legit. I said, this guy's a fucking bozo. He ain't getting in. We could fucking have, uh, fuck. <laughs> we could have the Geico Gecko run for president against Donald Trump, and he'd probably win. That's just how I thought at the time. So when Bernie didn't get it, you know, after, at the time I did not know of the leaks, but I said, ah, you know what? Bernie's my guy, but he didn't win. You know what? Hillary's going to win because this guy's a fucking bozo, right? Hillary Clinton, of course, runs against Trump and loses. But who's to, we don't know what Bernie could have done in 2016, right? And again, he was not given a fair shake because of the conspiracy from the DNC, right? 2020 comes along, uh, and now he's running again. So now we have learned from the mistakes of our past. The DNC gonna mind their fucking business and let the chips fall where they may, or not. There was a lot of candidates for the Democratic vote for the or for I'm sorry for the Democratic nomination. There was Elizabeth Warren. There was Kamala Harris. There was Cory Booker. There was Andrew Yang. There was Bernie Sanders, of course, Joe Biden and one more person. I'm not remembering Pete Buttigieg. That was his name. Pete Buttigieg. <clears throat> In that, you know, of course, the people who they don't get the or and of course, I, how could I forget? Oh, my God. How could I forget Mayor Bloomberg? Mayor Bloomberg, how could I forget him? Him too. So that's what, seven candidates. And of course, through the process, people drop off. You know, they don't get as much support as they thought or they don't have as much funding as they thought. Or for whatever reason, they drop out of the races, right? So slowly but surely, people drop out. Kamala drops out. Cory Booker drops out. Andrew Yang drops out. Pete Buttigieg drops out. Mayor Bloomberg drops out. 
you know, and it just now the field is two. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Joe Biden made his bones. Uh, I believe he was a senator of Delaware or a House of Rep- Representative member of Delaware. And then he became the vice president under Barack Obama for the eight years that he was the president. So when Joe Biden comes out, you know, he's like, oh, you know, Joe Biden, he has a lot of support because he's backed by the Obamas. He has people only know him from being vice president under Barack Obama. So he has just for just general, not plugged in politic people. Okay, he's a name that I recognize. He's a person that I recognize. He's someone that I know. And if Barack Obama trusted him, maybe I can trust him. That's basically his game at this at the point where he entered the race but within that you can easily in my opinion in my opinion notice the flaws of joe biden and his flaws uh to me are he's not a great speaker he's not a great leader and he you know he has his own checkered past and to top it off he seems like the perfect number two and I mean, like he he looks like he can contribute a lot from the background. He looks like he can contribute so much more, be much more valuable playing second banana, being Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan. Right. And, you know, that's just what I thought of him. I didn't think much of him that, you know, uh, at the time or when he came in, because my money was still on Bernie Sanders. So. You know, the more he's required to speak, the more he's required to show himself and to be a, a, a more seen person and not just a behind the scenes person. More of the things or more of my concerns became heightened. Bernie, I'm not Bernie, I'm sorry. Joe Biden cannot talk like he cannot speak. He is one of the most flawed speakers or one of the most hesitant speakers or non-confident speakers i've ever seen i've never seen a person stumble or butcher the english language more than joe biden he it's like the way it's like his brain and his mouth are on two different spectrums his brain is trying to say something that his mouth can't and i'm like okay that's all right whatever let me you know whatever and then i don't really see him as a leader you know in order to be the president you have to be a leader people have to trust you people have to to know that uh you are gonna be the person to rely on when times get tough or when we need reassurance or when we need someone to you know go to bat for us you're gonna be the one in there holding it down pop holding down and in my opinion, he's not that person. He needs never been that person. And he's perfect as a number two. So what I want to do for you, because I, I know that, you know, I'm just spouting my opinion off and, you know, I might be putting some of you guys off or maybe you just don't know what I'm saying or what I'm trying to say. Uh, I want to play you a little clip. This clip is Joe Biden speaking on ABC. And in the clip, he's talking about coronavirus and the responses or the way he would respond to this situation. So in this telecast um, on ABC, he's one trying to uh, uh, reassure Americans that everything will be okay with this coronavirus pandemic. And two, that he is 
uh, or no, I'm sorry. Two, he wants to basically give his perspective on what can be done um, to ease the tensions or ease the um, worries or concerns of Americans. So the first clip is just him speaking about how we can get through this. And then the second clip I want to play is him, his plan or what he thinks needs to be done to ease the tensions of Americans um, during this coronavirus time. Cannot let this. We've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17, all the way around 16. We have never, never let our democracy take second fiddle. Way that we can both have a democracy and elections, and at the same time, correct the public health. That's the first clip, and now here is the second. And in order to avoid that, those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that we're shortages of. Now, look, guys, I am not a politician. I am not a representative. I am not a uh, hired speaker. I am not a speech pathologist. I am in no way qualified to speak on how other people speak. But Joe Biden, what the fuck are you talking about? Did you like I just wanted to play that for you because that's recent. That's like from the last two weeks. That is a recent clip of him speaking on ABC national television, giving a uh, uh, um, a reassurance, if you will, to people who are uneasy about this time and his plan on what needs to be done to help us in this time. It was the most incoherent 30 second clips that you will ever, ever hear. Like, it's just it's so it's either like his brain is moving faster than his mouth or he just literally has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And it's a difference when you're running for president or if you're running for like city council. I mean, it's important, but I'm saying the level of importance is skewed. When you run for president of the United States, you literally are running the country. When you're running for other positions, they're they're important especially on the local level, but it's not as important in the scope of America or the lens of America or the eyeballs of America are not as focused on what you do. So let's say it comes down to debate time, right? Because more than likely Joe Biden is going to win the Democratic nomination. Comes down to debate time. Donald Trump is whatever word that you want to say about him. But he is savage, savage. Okay, so he's going to come up on the stage, right? His orange face and all. He's going to have all the confidence in the world, even if he doesn't have facts. He has so much confidence in what he's saying. He's going to have all the confidence in the world. Joe Biden is one of the most flawed candidates out there with his checkered past and with his inability to speak. How do you think that Joe Biden is going to fare? I don't think he's going to fare well at all. 
and I think he's going to get his ass kicked. And I think that we're going to be in for another four years of Donald Trump. That's my opinion. And if you do not know your history, you are doomed to repeat it. The Democratic National Committee did the same thing in 2016 that they are doing now. All the former candidates who dropped out of the race, uh, Andrew Yang, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, etc., are supporting Joe Biden, right? Instead of supporting or getting behind Bernie Sanders. So in the same, in, in a different way, you're doing the same thing. In 2016, it was conspiracy behind the scenes to boost Hillary Clinton. And now in 2020, it's just all the candidates who failed supporting Joe Biden and getting Bernie out of here. And if what you heard in those two clips is a if it's a a sign of things to come, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And we might as well just get comfortable where we at because we're going to have another four years of Donald Trump. And I'm so disappointed that Bernie could not win and that he had to end his campaign and that he is just he won't be as visible and he won't be as um, seen or as heard as previously, because I really like that's someone who I really think his heart is in the right place. And of course, every plan created and every system created is flawed because there's no such thing as a perfect person or a perfect plan. But in my opinion, Bernie Sanders had at least the right amount of passion, the right amount of of confidence and the right amount of education or knowledge in how to how he wanted to lead and how he wanted to be um, for the people and of the people and a servant to the people. And unfortunately, it seems that um, Joe Biden will run away with this nomination and then have to go against Trump. And then I'm going to vote still, even though I don't support Joe Biden or I don't necessarily agree with all of the things that he says and does. I'm going to vote still. I'm going to vote for him um, if he is indeed the Democratic candidate. Um, but it's just I don't have much faith in him. And I, in my opinion, see him as a better number two than a than a number one. Right. It's just like Scottie Pippen, unfortunately. Scottie Pippen is one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. But Scottie Pippen wasn't going to be nothing without Mike. Point blank period. Point blank period. Scottie Pippen wasn't going to be nothing without Mike. And I understand in the same token, Mike would have been nothing without Scottie. But Mike was just a proven, you know, a, a proven commodity. It's just he's proven to be able to excel, you know, without... Scotty, he couldn't get over the top, but it's just you knew what he was capable of doing. And Scotty was just one of the pieces that helped him get to that elite level. It's the very opposite with Joe. Joe is great to be a number two, to be in your corner, to have behind you. But when it's his time to step into the forefront and into the light, he going to crumble under that pressure, man. He going to crumble. And them debates, I know that these debates that are upcoming, if indeed Joe is confirmed to be the Democratic candidate, is going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty, man. So, um, you know, guys, again, that's just my opinion. Um, please, I recommend everyone do their own independent research and come to their own conclusions. I'm just giving you my opinion. 
and it's sad. I, I'm I'm sad uh, to see Bernie uh, have to resign again because uh, I, I really was pulling for him, man. And this is the time where you see what he's fucking saying. Like, yo, look at the income inequality. Look at the healthcare system. Look at these things that, okay, they're maybe not the most capitalist thing and we're a capitalist society, but these are the things that fucking matter. These are the things that matter. When you're sick, you should be able to go to the doctor and not worry about a bill with a bunch of zeros on it. When you when a when a virus pandemic crisis hits, we should be able to believe that the government can provide the goods and the services that we need without all this red tape and run around and debate and all this bullshit because it doesn't help anyone to stand still. Right. So. You know, that's just my that's just my opinion on it. Um, Again, I'm not trying to sway anyone. I'm not trying to, um, you know, cloud anyone's judgment. I encourage everyone to do their own independent research. It's just that's just how I feel about it. And it's sad to see my guy Bernie have to uh, resign again. And that's that on that. That is that on that. So pivoting off of Bernie Sanders, I want to talk about um something small that happened to me this week that uh, involving something I got in the mail. So last week, you know, I was talking about my man Nipsey Hussle and how he was just an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and he talked about ownership and being uh, self-serving and doing everything that you can to protect the things that you create and making sure that you don't let anyone else take the things that you work so hard for and the things that you bust your ass for creating uh, wealth and opportunities within our communities so that we can help each other, right? So before I even put plug the mic in and began to speak, um, you know, the, of course, this is the Bronx Bias Podcast. I went through all the appropriate channels and lanes and did all my research to find ways to secure this platform for myself. And what I did was, you know, I went through the thing about trademarking. I went through creating my LLC. You know, I went through, um, you know, branding and, you know, watched a whole bunch of shit and read a whole bunch of shit in just terms of getting information in terms of securing this platform for myself to where I am the owner and the sole, uh, sole pr- proprietor of this platform to where um, you know, in the future, no one could come and try and take this from me, something that I've worked so hard to just create. Right. So I went through all of the necessary channels. I did all the legwork like I really did everything that I possibly could on this level to secure this for myself legally and, you know, just doing everything the right way. Right. So with that. <clears throat> with the trademark and LLC and all that shit that I did, I get a letter in the mail. The letter is from WTP Service, World Trademark Publication Service. And this letter is an invoice that states, in order for me to secure the trademark of this name, the Bronx Bias Podcast, I have to pay them $1,420 I'm sorry, $1,420 within 10 days of receiving this notice, right? 
It says, Dear Madam or Sir, the publication of your public registration of your trademark is the basis of our offer. We offer you the registration of your brand in our private database. Our offer is accepted with the payment of the entire publication fee and becomes a binding contract between you and WTP. The contract is irrevocable and legally binding for three years, starting with your payment. Please notice that this is a private publication and not linked to the publication of official notification is not a and not a registration of government organizations. And we do not have a business relationship yet. This is certified bullshit. Certified bona fide bullshit. This company, WTP service is a fraud scam company. That is trying to defraud young creators or young business people out of their money. If you are a young creator, if you are a young business person, if you are trying to get into this lane and you start the process of trademarking or certifying things for yourself, beware of this company. This is a scam organization. According to the Better Business Bureau, I'm going to read this to you. The Better Business Bureau has received complaints from businesses receiving unsolicited invoices to be placed within the WTP's database. The invoice refers recently filed refers to recently filed trademark applications with the United States Patent and Trademark Offices. Please be advised this is an attempt to mislead. This service provides no benefit. WTP service with all due respect, because I know my mama be listening to this, my grandmama be listening to this, but I'm sorry, there's no other way for me to say it. WTP service, suck my dick, okay? Suck my dick, jump off a building, run in front of the train, hurt yourself in every way that you can. Trying to scam young business people out of their money is crazy, is unacceptable, it is bullshit. I don't like it. I don't like this. Um, the fact that they even just got my information. I don't know how they got that shit. Like, I don't like none of it. I hope that nothing but bad things happen to you guys trying to defraud people out of their money. And in this time, the coronavirus and all this shit, trying to get money out of people using fear and all that. So fuck y'all. I hope nothing good happens to you. Uh, uh, pox on your house. Jump off a bridge hurt yourself in, in, in a serious way for trying to defraud people out of their hard-earned hard-earned money and trying to take advantage of them because you know that they're not like seasoned or whatever experienced people in this business space and scamming never sleeps man let me tell you <laughs> scamming never sleeps as long as there's money out here to be made there's people out here who gonna scam and it don't matter what is going on out here in these streets in terms of a virus or economy shutting down or a recession or a depression motherfuckers is going scam so keep your eyes out guys if you guys are young starting businesses or just inexperienced in business and you guys are trying to do like create trademarks and certify yourselves and create branding and brand identity beware of receiving notices from w TP service. Their address is 176-25 Union Turnpike, Fresh Meadows, New York, zip code 11366. They are a scam business, a uh, 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 business dedicated to defrauding people out of their money. And please do not give your money to these people. It is not real. 
It is bullshit and fuck them. Fuck them. Last on the docket is last week I introduced you to the musical stylings of one Jeremy Renner actor famous for playing Hawkeye in the Avengers movie franchise and the reason why that he was putting his music out is because well, not necessarily because but my speculation of his baby mama want the bag from him and he can't work right now due to the coronavirus pandemic and he's trying to get his music career popping so I introduced that to you guys last week but you know scrolling through the ground I came across another clip from Jeremy Renner more dialon, dialon, dialon for the streets. I want to play this for you because, honestly, and I, you know, last week I was making fun of him. I heard this. This shit ain't bad. I can't lie. I'm not gonna sit here and try to front and lie and cap and all that. This ain't bad. So I'm gonna play this for you. This is called um, "Never Sorry" um, from Jeremy Renner's EP called "The Medicine." And just see, I, I think it's actually kind of fire. I just want you guys to hear it. So here it is. Yo, get my man. Yo, yo, I listen. I can't lie. I can't come on here and lie. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. I mean, I, it would never be like featured on this show. Like, I ain't gonna be playing Jeremy Renner's latest hits and in, like my intros and my outros and shit. But hey, bro, I can't sit here and tell you that that shit is ass and that no one should ever listen to it. It ain't sound that bad. It really didn't. So again, if you guys want to support, him, <laughs> if you guys want to support him, uh, it's called the Medicine EP. Go get that dialon, that dialon, 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 because it's hot fire. You got that hot fire for the streets, man. Support my man's Jeremy. Get his music career popping, because my boy got to pay a whole lot of money in child support. Help my brother out. Help him out. Stream his music, download his music, buy his album. My boy out here, he need that money to pay his baby mama, all right? Support my man's Jeremy for the street so we can get more of that dialogue. All right. There's enough it's too much fake niggas out here. All right. It's time for the real to take over. <laughs> Support Jeremy Renner. All right. Support my man Jeremy. And that will wrap it up. Episode number 10 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. Man, I just want to say. Thank you guys for the for the love, for the support, for the interactions, for the for the kind words that you have, for the questions, for the engagement, for everything that you have given me in this early, 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 early stage of this show. And it just gives me so much inspiration, motivation, um, so much confidence, like just to keep each week coming out here and doing my best and um yeah, it really means a lot to me. Um, you know, I feel like this is like what I was brought to earth to do. Talk my shit on this show and, um, you know, get my shit out and 
and just keep it going. You know, the 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 key I think is just to keep it going, keep it going, keep being consistent, and um, keep bringing the same amount of energy and passion. Like it's my first show each time, and um, but I'm really thankful for all the support and all the love and all the kind words and engagement and everything that you guys have given me in this early stage and it's just so motivating to for me to keep going and for me to keep potting and for me to keep bringing new ideas and new um, perspectives and new topics and just get better and better and better and better and better each week I come in here and um, you know I'm really thankful um, just to be able to make 10 you know just to make 10 episodes just to put my shit on the internet and you know whoever listens to it listens to it just to be able to do that 10 times um it's it's important it's important for me it's it's impactful for me you know 10 is obviously not a high number but you know just in the beginning stages of something you did this 10 times and i'm not gonna sleep on that like i i know i understand the importance or the um the accomplishment that that is not that i'm happy or that i'm content with just 10 i'm i'm just saying that to be able to just have an idea do the work do everything that goes into potting and produce 10 episodes and put them out for people to hear i'm i'm actually i'm proud of it i'm proud of it but i'm not gonna get complacent and i want to keep working so um you know, just thank you to everyone who takes the time out to listen to this. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'm trying to have 10 more and 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 10 more. Um, so I'm going to fade you guys out with a great song from my man, Jay-Z. It's called I Did It My Way off the album The Blueprint 2. If you guys want to download or stream. This has been the Bronx Bias Podcast episode number 10. We out. Now, the end is near. You believe this shit go wrong? So I face. I'm from the hood, man. The final cut. No, the real hood, hood. Not the rap hood. The real hood. Like my friends, pants. I'll say it clear. A pair of sneakers. My mom's busting ass. my case. Nigga, <laughs> I'm going to Japan tomorrow. Which I'm certain. You understand what I'm saying? Can you believe that? There are people waiting at the airport like full. five days, like I'm a Beatle or something. That's real talk. I traveled each and every highway. Seen the best of the best, the worst of the more. worst. Much more. Still than here. This. I did it more. Let's try this one. Uh, yeah. Gangsta nigga, put my hustle down, tore the game up nigga, took your high score down, put my name up nigga, tore the doors down to the Hall of Famous jigger, I did it my way. Much more than this. That's right. It's a beautiful thing, I man. Get in my way. Hovey, baby. Mama's younger's are stronger. Survive summers like saunas. Master the corner like Dion in his uniform. Pop hurt and deserted. Flirted with death, damn near murdered. Before my first album hit the shelf. Grandma's favorite. She cannot understand how there's people in the world who wouldn't want me as a neighbor. 
had to explain to us You think these folks want me in the penthouse As a reminder that I make top paper Black entrepreneur, nobody did us no favors Nobody gave us shit, we made us The Rat Pack, I'm Sinatra, Dame Sam Davis Big's the smart one on the low like D. Martin We came in this game, not begging niggas parting Demanding y'all respect, hand over a check And while y'all at it, hand over the jet We the reason they ain't hand Def Jam over so quick They knew every year I was dropping new product I was raising the stock up while building the rock up But that's alright, cause they knew they had to see us When it was time for us to re-up, make us multi-millionaires And the cheer Much more than this I did it Cheer in my lifetime, I caught smaller cases, but I had capital. Hypocritic system, let me right back at you. You better hope a rich rapper never attacks you. Not even that scratches you, especially if you black dude. They don't give a shit unless the accused just happen to rap. And they could look good by painting him as bad news. Just in my past, I see dudes get half of their views exposed to the curb and nobody said a word. So imagine how disturbed I was when I seen how big they made my fight scene at the club. Let me explain exactly how this shit was. This nigga un, yo, I scratched him. He went home without an aspirin. But it's cool, cause we back friends. It happened and it's over. It's in the past and I'm glad. Now I'm back to being over. Me back with the chauffeur. Lay back, helicopter seat. Feet inclined, shit feeling like a sofa. Helicopter meet me, see the barrel, take me over. Somewhere peaceful for the weekend. Now it's back to speaking of vultures. So the next time the basics approaches us, here's a quote from Jay. Nigga, I did it my way. Much more than this, I did it more.